You're just gonna stay angry at God for the rest of your Whether it's popular or not, we're seeking out what pleases the Lord. Hi friends, welcome back to the UPC Later podcast. I'm your host, Aurora, and welcome to part two and the final episode in the Freedom Story. I just, I really want to say thank you so much. Um, You guys are incredible. Thank you for being here. Thank you for helping me build a community where myself and others are able to share their stories um, safely, some of them anonymously, um, but with confidence. I'm learning that a lot of us have never shared our stories with anybody before. They don't know why we left and we've never been able to fully express um, the things that we experienced. So thank you for helping me build this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. As always, if you are in need of professional help, we want to encourage you to seek it out in your area. That the stories you hear, the episodes, the Instagram page, it'll be, you know, if you find it healing, incredible. If you find it helpful, that's amazing. But above all else, professional help is what's going to help us fully heal and transition to a better space. So I hope you guys enjoy this final episode. I can't wait to get the rest of your stories out and let's go. Okay, welcome back. Um, last we had left off, you mentioned that you were fi- you had filed for divorce. So for those who are not familiar with the church's um, teachings on divorce, can you just briefly talk about... Um, one of the reasons, if there are any, that they would approve your divorce? Yes. Um, As far as the UPCI goes, the only biblical way to have or or to get a divorce would be um, if one of the uh, spouses had an affair um, with with another. Other than that, uh, it's pretty hard to get a divorce in the UPCI that's biblical. Um, That's pretty much the only way. Um, anything else would be like, well, did you work on it? Did you go to counseling? Um, you know, or, you know, and abuse, uh, physical abuse. Um, it would be hard to say emotional abuse, um, but definitely physical abuse. So I apologize. Yeah. So, um, having an affair and physical abuse would be pretty much the only two ways that you would get a divorce. Um, and that, that's tough because there's so many other reasons, but within the UPC, they're very, they're pretty strict on it. Um, so how long had you contemplated divorce? Cause I know in just in general, that's a big life change. And then with the pressure from the church, um, added into it, I'm sure you took some time to really think about it. Absolutely. It is one of those choices that you have to make where, um, you know, is it going to be good for my health? Is it, you know, how am I doing right now? Do I, um, feel like I want to live my life? And so, uh, contemplating divorce in the UPCI is one of those like pretty much life or death uh, situations where you really don't know how it's going to end up as far as uh, where you stand with the UPCI. Uh, so I contemplated it for uh, years, uh, like three years, where it was just, can I go through it? No, like they're not going to, you know, if, if I tell them the reason, they're not going to believe me or, um, you know, like if I go through with it, um, you know, I'll lose everything. And am I willing to lose everything? Is my, you know, is this a decision that I can, you know, stand behind if I do, um, you know, again, lose family, friends, UPCI, you know, um, role 
uh, in what you do. So uh, about, yeah, about three years, I contemplated it. And uh, finally it came to, you know, is this something that I can continue doing for the rest of my life? And I decided no. And uh, so I filed for divorce. And so with that, um, I know you mentioned that you would lose everything. The UPC, they strip you of your, your license and your positions in ministry if you go through with a divorce that they do not condone. Is that right? Absolutely. So um, I had a meeting with the pastor, uh, the local pastor at the time. And uh, he like was asking, asking questions regarding, you know, why did I file for divorce? And, um, you know, to be completely honest, I didn't really find it to be uh, his business. And I'm not trying to say that in a rude way, but, um, you know, that's between me, um, you know, and the spouse at the time. So why another thought? And so I didn't really give him much reason besides, you know, this is what I feel is best. And um, you're going to just have to trust me on this one. And uh, it wasn't biblical to him. So uh, I got sat down as the youth pastor, sat down off the uh, platform for music, preaching. Um, I had to sign a letter of resignation for my position uh, within the section. And then um, also had to turn in my license as well because I filed for divorce that they did not find biblical. And that, that to me is just, that that's so tough because people, you know, divorce happens for lots of different reasons. And it's not something that anybody goes into a marriage assuming this will probably end in divorce. You know, that's not your intentions right away. And so, you know, you're an adult. You know what's best for you. I'm, you know, you took the time to think about it and pray about it, I'm sure. Um, but the church still was, they weren't going to defend you or, or support you. No, and it ended up being really... Uh, gross of a divorce. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, she said this, she said that, you know, a lot of that going on. And uh, I stayed quiet and still have uh, regarding reasoning and, um, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, bash anybody, um, you know, but it, it's just, it's a little different when you marry with in the UPCI and then like, you are the receiving end from like bashing like oh this is why they left and it's not even the real reason why you know you left and so like the rumor spread quickly and then unless you're like stand up for yourself you know they're gonna they're gonna go with that rather than just you know simply just asking what's going on so um i stayed quiet and there was a lot of rumors that went on a lot of uh you know just nonsense um so if you don't stand up for yourself (laughs) You will get that. Um, but if you're not into drama, like I am, and you just want to like, you know, this is my decision. That's that. You stay quiet. There are some that, you know, will stand behind you. Be like, listen, I don't know the reason, but, you know, I trust that you do make the best decision for you. Uh, but on the other hand, you will get that as well. That, um, you know, condemnation that your divorce isn't biblical and you need to fix it because there's still enough time to fix it. So. so a lot of pressure from a lot of, pressure. From a lot of different people. Um, how has your family um, handled the news of your divorce? Um, so kind of 50-50, there was, um, you know, I've mentioned to some um, that I was like, you know, planning for a divorce years ago. 
and they were like, no, like, you know, you stick with it, stick with it, you know, keep trying. It's, you know, you're young and, you know, this or that, you know, giving you reasons to stay. But once, once everything kind of got, you know, where I did end up filing, the ones that kind of knew in the beginning were like, okay, I understand, like, you know, where he's coming from. I agree with this. The other side was more like, you're doing this for the wrong reasons. This isn't right. You need to go to marriage counseling. You know, everybody has hard times. You're not really trying. You're not really giving it your all. So uh, it's it's 50-50 down the middle. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, human nature wants to take that negative side really hard. So, um, but yeah. And the ones that are kind of not really for it are the heaviest as far as, like, giving their opinion. Um, and, you know, maybe that falls on me for not giving, like, a full um, you know, understanding of the reason for a divorce. But again, I find it that it's not really, you know, it's not really the right to know um, as far as why the divorce yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to make decisions and not have to explain to everybody every time you make a decision for your life. You know, I know it's, it catches people off guard, but you know, and you've dealt with this in the past, though, with your family of having to make decisions and, and upset people and, and take that risk of, are they going to accept you? Are they going to, you know, talk to you still? Things like that. Yeah. And, and you get that um, feeling like I did when I was 18, where you're like, okay, now I got to pick between <laughs> the two. And uh, which am I going to pick? And unfortunately, it's neither, you know, because you have the divorce one. The other one, they strip you anyway. So um, you're, you're in no man's land trying to figure out uh, where to go from there. And how has church been? Um, are you still attending where you were? Or have you, you know, what's gone on with that? Little weird situation. Um, after I left, uh, or after they stripped me from the um, titles, license, all of that, I ended up switching churches because I moved. Um to be in separate housing and so when I moved I ended up going to another church in the local area there and um she ended up following me there and so um it's been really weird still wants to like sit by me and like um you know it's it's a it's a weird situation but um I don't really go so I go um like every other week and I don't go on Wednesdays, so I go about twice a month, and uh, when I do go, um, it, it's really weird. It does feel like all eyes are on you. You do have some eyes on you for sure. Um, I've been pulled into the office and been told that, um, like I said previously, there is, quote-unquote, still enough time and you can fix this, um, whereas, you know, for me, there is no fixing it, so it's, it's hard for me to hear advice when they don't really know. Again, falls on me for not telling them. But if um, and if you're going to give advice, at least have a little bit of understanding of the situation. Um, but right. it's it's definitely it's definitely weird though, um, especially when you have like the person that you're in the middle of divorce with like stand right beside you and act like everything's normal. So um, as far as like uh, the pastor goes there, the local pastor there, um, you know, he likes to come up and and say things there are some people though um that do give encouragement like hey i've been where you at 
where you're at. I know what it's like. I know that it's not the most comfortable situation, but if you need me, you know, I'm right here if you need advice, um, you know, because they understand how hard it is to go through a divorce in the UPCI and divorce alone. Um, yeah. But there's there's just a different level of, of pressure and anxiety and, you know, whatever, uh, when else when you add the church with it as well. Absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine trying to divorce just to begin with and then that person then following you to the next church um, to sort of put on a show to say, no, everything's fine uh, when you know it's not fine. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very awkward situation. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get uh, you try to get through it and uh, keep going. But, yeah, it, it's not uh, it's not the most pleasant experience to to go at the moment. And do you feel like it's a place where you'll continue to go or what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, you know, you'll take a step back even further than twice a month or, you know, where do you think you'll be? Um, I would like to take a step back further than twice a month. Um, it is, uh, you know, because my family is very oriented and very, um, you know, in the church, uh, it's hard to do that without hearing it. Um, not only from the church, but from family as well. So the fact that I'm even twice a month right now, I do uh, hear a lot about it though. And it's not um, the most pleasant thing you want to hear uh, every Sunday, every Wednesday, you know, where you at, where you at. And, you know, uh, don't fall away. Don't stray away. You know, don't get lost. I feel like you're lost right now. And uh, yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, it's a decision that hasn't been fully made yet. Um, but if I had to lean to to one side, I'd probably be less than twice a month if I had to lean towards one side. And so in this time that you've experienced, you know, a divorce, the way that the church um, and leadership and your family have handled and treated you, um, have any of your beliefs that you used to hold within the UPC, um, have any of those shifted? Have any of them changed completely? So as far as um, like the UPCI handbook goes, yes, a lot of those have changed. Standards changed, um, you know, just just a lot of the things that they really pushed hard on you that weren't biblical, 100% have changed. Um, as far as the belief uh, in, you know, uh, oneness, Holy Ghost baptism, that has not changed. Um, like I said, for me, I did dive into uh, the Bible, I understand, uh, or I feel like I have an understanding. Um, and so I don't think that the way to go to heaven is different. Um, I just feel like it's pushed in a non-mercy grace way by the UPCI than how it should be presented. Um, and that's something else that, that I've, um, you know, changed on as far as my opinion goes there. Yeah. Um, and, but that's just me. You know, everybody has their, you know, maybe they feel, you know, different in, in that. Uh, but that's, you know, that's just how I feel. But yeah, definitely standards and, um, you know, just, just the way that you are expected to, you know, pretty much tell people that you are definitely going to hell without telling them you're going to hell or, you know, not being with UPCI pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, 
when these life events happen and I feel like there's, you know, it may not be as extreme as divorce for some, but uh, you know, for those of us who have left or contemplated leaving, um, these, these events happen and it really makes you sit back and say, okay, what do I actually believe? What, what do I agree with? What do I, you know, not agree with? Um, and it really puts you in a spot where you have the time to, to kind of think about it for yourself. Yeah. And you don't have somebody in your ear, you know, letting you, you know, telling you, um, you know, this is what this means or, you know, that it's good to have like references and look at, you know, different, but when you get it for yourself, when you get to take a step back and be like, okay, what is it? I feel like that's when you have a real clear understanding of, of, you know, what you believe and, and, you know, what, what, what is the Bible actually saying and things like that without having man-made opinions mixed in as well. Absolutely. Um, what do you think in, in this process from start to finish with even, you know, what happened when you were 18 up until now, like, could the, could the organization or the people around you have done anything differently in order to keep you from considering leaving? Um, cause, cause I feel like a lot of times there's, you know, the actions of the leaders or the people around us, uh, really affect us in, in moments where, it's make or break. You're either going to stay or you're going to go, or you're going to think about leaving. Um, do you think that they could have handled things differently? Could they have done anything differently to keep you from where you are now? Yeah. Um, great question. One, as far as when I was 18, that more so fell on family. So, um, as family and leadership, yes, I feel like that could have been handled very differently. Um, you know, having the background and, um, you know, just the history of being in leadership and in the UPCI, there are right ways to handle situations. And I felt like it was handled with emotion um, at the time rather than, you know, what it should have been. And so it caused that disconnect, that, you know, rupture in, um, you know, wanting to stay in church. Uh, as far as now, again, dealt with emotion. Um, based on like, yeah, you're going through a divorce, but because you're not giving me the reason I'm upset with that. And so now I'm going to take everything away from you until you tell me why. And not only that, but to get any of that back, you're going to have to call off the divorce again with emotion. It wasn't dealt with, Hey, you know, what is it that, you know, I know that you don't want to tell me, but like, can you, you know, maybe, uh, give us something where, you know, we can be like, hey, okay, we actually do understand that that is something and, you know, we can work with that, you know, stay in your position. We don't want to, you know, strip you of that just quite yet, you know, let time move on. Do we, you know, do we need to just choke out, you know, everything that you are doing right now in order to make you stop what you're doing? Or do we need to slow down and take things day by day? Um, and I think if it was just handled with a little more patience than it was handled with, um, you know, the death grip that um, I was given, it probably um, wouldn't have been as um, bad of a transition to where I am now. Um, yeah. You know, but it, it, it's just, uh, you know, again, emotion instead of, um, you know, just how it should be, you know, because UPCI is really based on, you know, pray about it. You know, seek God's face, be patient, wait. And it was just hasty, quick decisions that, um, you know, I feel like were made in that order. Yeah, absolutely. Because 
I mean, to me, if somebody's going through a hard time, stripping them away from ministry, taking everything that they're involved in away, doesn't make you want to keep coming, doesn't make you want to keep, you know, trying. It's like, okay, well, if I'm not doing any of this stuff and you're taking everything from me, you know, they make an example of you for other people to see. So not only do they know that you're going through a divorce, but now people are watching you not on the platform, not as the youth pastor, not preaching. And now other people know, you know, now the rumor starts. It's like, oh, well, why is this person not involved? Why are they not doing this? And people come to their own conclusion because, you know, the church sort of just stops everything that you were doing if they don't agree with it. Yeah. And, you know, they elected uh, a new leader like three days later um, after I had to sign the letter of resignation. And uh, yeah, there was no, hey, reaching out to you, just making sure you're okay. Actually, I did get reached out one time, but it was because the dues that, um, you know, were due at the time um, for the license, because you pay a monthly due. Oh. Um, or monthly fee to, really? keep the, to keep your license. You do. How much um, is that? And it's, I, it's around like, uh, like 85 to a hundred a month, but you pay quarterly um, or you could pay monthly, but you, you have the license. Now you have to pay the fee to keep it. Um, and so sometimes, or most of the time, the local church will pay your dues for you. Um, you know, if you're, uh, you know, working in ministry. Other times you pay yourself. If the local church, um, you know, if their tithes isn't, you know, um, able to pay for your license there. Um, so I did get a, a message that was like, hey, just let you know, those dues that, um, you know, were due, you still owe. <laughs> so that's, that was really cool. Uh, that's, that's the only one I've gotten though. Uh, only, you know, thing that's been reached out since, uh, not being on the sectional role there. That's wild. Like I need it. Like I'm, I'm very taken back by, by that to you know, Hey, you're going through this really extreme life change. Hey, you know, you've got a lot of things on your plate, a lot of things going on. Don't, don't forget to pay us money. What? <laughs> exactly. Don't forget to send in those dues. We really need it. And like in all reality, I like, I don't even know how many ministers there are, but they're like, they get offerings on offerings and it's, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like they're struggling for money, or at least, I mean, in my opinion, I don't feel like, you know, if you look at these like sheeps for Christ, actually it's called move the mission now, but if you look at these offerings that these, you know, kids bring in and these, you know, um, events like general conference, like and what they raise, you'd be like, mm, do you really need my $85 a month right now or, <laughs> or can, can I have a second I'm going through some things like yeah wow exactly. wow um and I, I feel like it's a little off topic but since we're talking about the tithe and like so tithe and offering um that's taken up almost every service am I correct uh actually every service Wednesday and Sundays okay uh, they yeah they do online where like you text a number uh, most churches have an app now um, and I've actually been to some where they don't even take up offering at all. Uh, they do it all electronically and there's like barcodes every, like everywhere you can just, you know, or I think it's barcodes, but, or, you know, the scan, the QR code is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. They have a QR code 
and you know you just get your and then you do it right there um you know they don't say hey come up and and you know do your ties to be like yeah if you you know take out your phone and you know this is the new way we're doing stuff if you do this and then you can pay your ties here other churches um you know they won't they won't move the service unless like they hit a goal in which they're trying to get like a building fund um i've been in services where you're like goodness gracious this is awkward because no one's like budging on like giving more than what they've already pledged to give right the service just won't move um and so that's yeah that's another thing um but they'll count that as like offering so ties and offering yes taken every wednesday every sunday um and you know it, it is heavily um you know pushed there yeah yeah so wow so okay I'm glad we talked about that because that, you know, they're pushing for these finances. Um, but also I had no idea that the ministers, um, in order to be licensed, were paying monthly or quarterly fees to, to keep a license that you paid money for. So it's not like it was just handed to you. Right. You already paid the 300 just to <laughs> get, you know, get your foot in the door. Um, and then if you don't pay them, I think, I don't know if it's a one quarter or two quarters and then they'll suspend it and then they'll send you a letter that's like, hey, in order to reinstate your license, you'll need to pay your past due um, dues um, to, you know, get you back on there again. Wow. So, so you've gone, to, you know, you've filed, you're going through a divorce. This person has, you know, you're trying to stay, you're trying to go to a UPC church, you're trying, and then this person follows you there um they're reminding you hey by the way you're not licensed anymore but don't forget about our money um that it just it's disappointing to hear that for the organization to have somebody who is licensed who is involved who is used whose family you know has a presence in the organization that that it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day that that's how they they treat somebody who who's given a lot of their life to to these people's cause and to their cause. Yeah. And with that, you have that, you know, did I waste my time like in this organization or, you know, um, did I, did I maybe um, come off as like, this is the only way at some point during my time here, like, did I potentially lose someone even knowing about, you know, oneness or, what that is and so you, you like you start to question everything like every decision and um you know then you, you kind of just want to revert back and crawl you know do an ostrich and put your head in a hole and be like i'm just gonna hide for the rest of my life you know <laughs> yeah so. how have you been able to not do that though i know it's tough um what are some things that you yeah. know you think have helped you not do that and have helped you move along from from what you're you've experienced in the organization um a great support group um and i've had uh, you know friends outside the upci um and, you know and, and when you explain the situation there um and you're like hey like am i crazy for feeling this way or like am i in the wrong like objectively and you know they're like no like that is not right that like that is not normal that's not something that should happen um, and, you know, you are getting like an outside voice. And so um, as far as that goes, so depending on how you take that, whether you take it with a grain of salt or you like really 
um, you know, take the uh, the opinion there. That however you take it, I take I took it as, you know, um, your opinion really matters to me, and so um, that's the side that I fell on. And uh, having that support system to just really build build you up and be like, hey, like I know that you were heavily involved in church, and you know, like you're in a weird um, place right now, but um, you know, it's it's you're not gonna die you know, you're not gonna get struck by lightning and, and, you know, your life isn't going to end there. Um, and then you talk to those that like are in the same situation or have been in similar, similar situations where they're gone right now. And, uh, again, they're like, yeah, there is grace, there is mercy. Um, you know, like it's going to be okay. Um, I know that you're like, you know, you've poured your heart into this for uh, pretty much your entire life. Um, but you know, you're going to make it, I got you keep in touch. Don't lose contact, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So just that support system has really been able to, you know, keep your chin up, um, stand by the decisions, uh, that I've made, um, and, you know, and, you know, walk with, uh, confidence and that, you know, I will, I'll answer it for it one day and I can answer it without, um, blinking and, uh, you know, I can look in the eye and say yeah I made that decision I felt like it was best at that time right so yeah yeah. I mean because we're taught you know not to trust our instincts not to trust our gut ever um, in the organization which I feel like was a hard thing for me when I left was to really trust my instincts so to know that you sat for years contemplating you know the divorce um, and you were able to trust your gut you know what a freeing feeling to know that everything's actually going to be okay may not feel like it today, may not feel like it tomorrow, but, you know, we're able to, to do what's best for us and, and for our, you know, sanity and our well-being and, and everything's still okay. Absolutely. You know, that saying, you know, I just got to make it to tomorrow. I just got to make it to tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a model that, uh, a motto that you, you know, kind of have to keep in your back pocket for a little bit. Um, and, but, you know, you do what you got to do until... Uh, you can stand up. Right. Um, I first want to say thank you so much for, for being so transparent and honest on here. Um, this has been an incredible story. Um, if you could tell yourself something, you know, younger you in the organization that you wish you knew at the time, what would you tell yourself? Stay true to yourself. You know, there is multiple times where, um, you know, I caved in, even though I didn't feel like it was right. And so I feel like if I just would have stayed true to my younger self, then things may have been a little bit different. Um, so, you know, those instincts, those gut feelings, those whatever you have um, that kind of gives you a red flag or a beige flag, not beige <laughs> flag, red flag. <laughs> whatever gives you that red flag, um, stay true to that. I mean, that is that is built inside of you. And if it has to change, you know, there something's not right. If it's trauma-induced, I get that. But if it's just natural instinct in which we all have, don't let that um, change, you know, stay true. So yeah. I would tell myself that. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you. This has been incredible. Thank you for being our first guest um, and trusting us to tell your story. Um, and I hope everyone who's listening enjoyed it. And we will catch you next week for a new episode. Thanks, guys.